beekeeping has become much more intensive as well, and, and colonies are being moved around the country to pollinate things like almonds in California. There's even colonies from Michigan that go to California to pollinate almonds in February and March. And so they're getting exposed to pesticides along the way, and that can be part of the issue. But there's also some very important parasites and diseases that are affecting honeybee colonies. So it's just a much harder business to be in beekeeping these days, and um, beekeepers are feeling the pinch from that. We're working with fruit, vegetable, and nut producers around the country in areas where these industries are pretty large. So it's Michigan, California, Pennsylvania, Oregon, Washington, Florida. And we're working in these areas to try and understand how we can better deliver pollination information for those farmers so that they guarantee that they get good, reliable crop pollination every season. So what are the different facets of it? First of all, we're sampling a lot of these farms. We have over 100 farms around the country that we're sampling, and we're trying to understand how important are honeybees, how important are wild bees, and what species of wild bees are there. We're looking at some alternatives to honeybees. So there are some companies, including one in Michigan, where you can purchase other kinds of bees. The one in Michigan produces bumblebees, but there are some some producers in other states that produce other wild bees. And so we're trying to see how well those work for growers. We're also looking at integrating habitat back into farmland. So we've got some plots where we've put in natural wildflower plantings to try and give the bees something to feed on when the crops are not in bloom, and that might help them. And then we have an economics and a social science part of this where we're trying to understand how much will these things cost? Are they effective? Do they increase yield uh, enough to pay for them? And also, how do growers get the information? How do they access information on new pollination strategies for their crops? What do you hope to find in the end here? That it's possible to supplement farms with other crops that will help pollinators? What's the ultimate goal as far as you're concerned? Yeah, so the ultimate goal is to see, as you said, what what alternative strategies or, or combined with honeybee strategies might help growers get um, better yield, and also what's going to be cost-effective, because it doesn't matter if it's effective but uh, extremely expensive. So we're trying to look at that, and then, and then one thing we're trying to do is wrap this all up into a decision tool that a farmer could use where they can look at all the different options and make their own decisions about whether they want to focus solely on honeybees. And in some places, that may be the, the most economically appropriate decision. Uh, in other places, tr- some of these more diverse approaches may make better sense. So that's that decision tool is being developed now, and we hope to have that done by the end of this project, about 18 months. Are farmers becoming more aware of how their operations are affecting bees in any capacity? Well, I think most fruit and vegetable and nut growers are already really aware of this. And we've run some surveys in the last couple of years, and it's shown pretty clearly that they're already taking this into account in their management during the bloom period when the crop is in bloom and they have those honeybee colonies in their fields. They do things like if they need to spray for diseases, or uh, insect pests, they'll do that at night as much as possible when the bees aren't flying. Uh, They'll select pesticides that are safe to bees. There are some that are registered for use during bloom. And then they'll also try and just spot spray, put applications where it's absolutely needed in the orchard or the field to uh, minimize that exposure. 